0: Bum leg? No leg. I was engaged to a girl once with a wooden leg.
1: Yeah? What happened?
0: Had to break it off.
1: (laughs) All right, cut the crap.
0: I got three things to say to you, Durant. One, I ain't selling my property. Two, nobody! Muscles Eddie Black, especially a bunch of dinks. And three, if yours don't like that, which I can already see you don't, we can cut your balls off. Maybe that'd be more satisfactory to you.
2: Party, pal! It's the Cinema 9 Podcast, and it is a big day for us. This is our 50th episode. How about it, guys? Let's give it up. (laughs) Woo! They said it couldn't be done. Well, there was talk for many years. Hey, we should do a podcast sometime. Hey, guys, we should do a pod. We should talk about movies. We never did it. And then one day last year, we did it. And now here we are, 50 episodes in. Travis Roy, this is the Cinema 9 Pod's 50th episode.
1: How does Hazel Park feel about it? Hazel Park feels great about it. I, w- I would like to say to all my friends and to that, I mean, my hosts, you, you too. And of course, everybody listening, we appreciate you guys being, uh, being a part of this with us for this journey. Thank you.
2: Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much, Travis. That's Travis Roy, of course. And then Eric Branstrom in Griffith, Indiana, 50th episode, any commentary?
0: The good maskless people of Griffith, Indiana are coming out in droves to celebrate our honorable 50th episode and the inclusion of 1990s Dark Man. We're talking Oscars. We're talking quarantine picks. And we're talking Preston Westlake, who I finally figured out what his fucking name is after 30 years. I never know. I You're saw this Peyton, times. Westlake. Pey- Peyton Westlake. Peyton yeah. yeah. Westlake. Yeah.
1: That is so fetch.
2: That sounds well, great. Cool. You're right. We're going to talk Oscar noms. The Oscars are officially out. And Travis reported breaking news when we started the show. Right before we started the show, Travis, what is that news? Who's dead? The-
1: the breaking news is that whoever is in charge of the Oscars obviously watched the Golden Globes and went, fuck that, and they made it so that no one's allowed to zoom in. It's in person only.
2: <laughs> That's correct. So no more uh, Golden Globes fiascos. or really a lot of shows where people are zooming in. And it's trash. So good call. Oscars doesn't always make the right choices, but it looks like they made the right choice on this one. So congratulations to the Academy and all the people that are a part of the Academy.
1: Is there a host? Have we heard anything about no, a host? No. No host again. That's fucking sucked last year. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, disapprove. That's too
2: bad. Yeah, that it was pretty bad. I do, I do recall that. But I'm it excited. This is, be, yeah. Yeah, cool. this is gonna be, yeah, this is gonna be a great show. So we're gonna talk Oscar nominations. We'll do our quarantine viewing picks, and the main focus, the main event of today's show is Eric Brancham's choice, Dark Man, 1990s Dark Man. Does it hold up or not? Starring Liam Neeson. Francis McDormont and company, and the guy who played Benny from Law and Order. So that's how <laughs> that guy. I, that is how I know him. I know him, him. him I as mean, Robert
1: G Durant. That's yeah. That's oh, what yeah. I, who the fuck is Benny? He's that's, who the fuck is Benny? Are you kidding yeah. me? It was the guy from the Night Court is that what we're talking about again. No, it? from La Law. La Law. LA Law, like
2: that. La Law. So you know.
3: Asked-
2: yeah, I think I said Law and Order. Yeah, it's La Whatever. Law. Benny from La Law is how I know him because he played. He played a mentally handicapped guy and it was like a big deal because it was one of the like, only characters ever on tv at the time before corky from life goes on <laughs> so. i believe that's the show right life goes on
1: Pre- corky? Yeah. um corky wasn't mentally challenged though i mean like he didn't have those issues he was he was he had cerebral palsy oh shit oh okay. check yourself bro we can't edit this out
2: no i'm in
0: trouble now I, over. i'm mislabeling things. anyways over. we are looking Men, for a new yeah. host
2: It was Benny and Harry Hamlin and Susan Day. It was you know, and that guy who always like who was in Wall Street and he's like, "You're on the line, Gecko." Whoever that guy is, (laughs) I don't know his name. But anyways, who cares? Yes, this is Dark Man. Will it hold up or not? We'll find out. But first, you know, we want to talk Oscar nominations. It's a big day. Travis likes the Oscars. He's admitted it on the show before, and he always will. I don't think you're going to back down from that. Correct.
1: Correct. I have uh, I have mixed feelings about um, the the Oscar nominations this year and that on one hand, the most diverse, uh, you know, nominee list ever, which is cool. Can't deny that. But on the other hand, it it wasn't a great year for movies. And that's not really the Oscars fault. I don't know that there was a ton of movies way better that I feel like should have been nominated. I mean, there's some stuff that I feel like is missing. um, But, you know, I look at the I look at the list this year and it does feel a little limp.
2: Yeah, let's focus on the best pictures, I guess. You know, because there's ten nominations, right? Or how many is it now?
1: Eight? They can do eight. up to ten, but they chose eight this year.
2: Wow. Okay, that's curious. That goes right to your point about you know, I've listened to a few other podcasts and some other commentary about this year's nominees and the Golden Globe nominees and how some of the the movies for Best Picture just like you said, not that not that great a crop, and it's not anyone's fault, except COVID's.
1: Kinda, I mean, you know, and some years are just kind of limper years. I mean, it's just kind of the way it works. I mean, some years it's like fuck. There's a parade of great movies, and you, and for, you know, for years later we debate, oh, such and such got passed over. But some <laughs> years it's just kind of like, well, can we find one? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I this mean, year, yeah. Usually Go they ahead. start coming
0: at you in uh, November, December. The 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 heavy hitters I was looking forward to mainly Dune and even West Side Stories, Spielberg film, are, are just waiting a year. So we we got some of my favorites came out. Like I said, my favorite, you know, is uh, The Way Back. And that was, a, for me, that was a big snub this year for Best Actor Ben Affleck and Gavin O'Connor's direction. That came way back in March 2021, all but forgotten. So you you've just got a lot of lost diamonds in there. You mean 2020. 2020, yeah, I'm sorry. Just want to make sure.
2: Yeah, that was a... I was going to watch it, and then I didn't. But uh, I've heard really good reviews about Batflecks. What do they call him? Batfleck? Was that what they used to call him? Bat, Batfleck? Batfleck? Bennifer, Batfleck. He's got a lot of names. Why does he have so many nicknames? It's kind of he's weird. A, he's oh, a busy dude,
1: bets. I guess. I don't know. He likes fucking donuts. You know, <laughs> wants his fucking <laughs> double burger. <laughs> there
2: you go. We'll put it on layaway.
1: You know, but, I, yeah, I was... Yeah. Sorry, go please, ahead. Please, well, please, please I was thinking that, like... You know, some of the, a couple of the movies that I like, like I remember when I watched The *Trial of Chicago 7, I remember, remember thinking this might be a, like an Oscar contender. Uh, you know, this is one of the better movies I've seen this year. But also, like being like, damn, this is one of the better movies I've seen this year. You know, <laughs> like yes. um, I was, I was glad to see *The Sound of Metal* nominated. I, I thought that that might slip under everybody's radar. Um, I don't know that it like. I feel like it's the best picture of the year. Uh, I've, I've yet to see *Minari* and *The Father* and *Promising Young Woman*. So I, I you know. By the time the Oscars comes, I'll have those under my belt, and we'll and we'll know by then. But out of what I've seen so far, um, either Nomad Land or, um, yeah, or Nomad Land, probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I got yeah, a lot of work man. to do on these. I haven't seen The well, Father, I haven't seen Judas, I haven't seen Mank, I haven't seen Minari, I haven't seen no man Land, I haven't seen Promising Young Woman. I've seen Sodom Metal, and I've seen The Trial of Chicago Seven. So I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I love the fact that. Uh, Riz Ahmed got nominated
0: for Best Mm -hmm. Actor.
2: That's fantastic! Fantastic,
0: yeah, it's well deserved. Yeah, and personally,
2: uh, you know, the fucking Star Wars movie—he made it happen. It's pretty cool. He was in Rogue Rogue One, and now he's like a big time. Like, I am a legitimate actor.
0: It was fucking awesome in Nightcrawler. Uh, As far as sound of metal goes, I mean, my best supporting pick, and I was so happy that uh, this guy Paul Ressi snuck in, who played the, uh, you know, the really beautifully honest and quiet mentor uh, in the support group. For uh Reza Med character. I fucking love that performance so much. And once it Golden Globes passed it by, I was like, I guess no, they forgot him, but he got in there. And I really yeah. hope he wins. Either him or Daniel Kaluuya for uh best supporting. It's a little okay, surprise. Well, at, like Keith fuck? slipped in there. Yeah, what the fuck
1: is that shit? It's like like it's what shit why? It's, yeah, it's,
0: like
1: why it really pisses me off, man. Like either Dan- I mean, I've saw that movie, Daniel Kaluuya, it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. Very clearly, there's two leads to this movie. They're not su- they're not supporting actors. They're both leading actors. You, if you want to nominate them, that's great. But put them in the proper fucking role. Because because on the other hand, you could have if you done it properly, you would have had room for Delroy Lindo for Defy Bloods, which he was well deserving of he should have been he should have been nominated um i will say i was really happy to see leslie odom jr nominated for one night in miami i thought that he, his performance in that was really standout and um and i'm glad to see that acknowledged for sure and you know we loved
0: another round too i mean yeah. Mads Mikkelsen i think definitely deserved a best actor nomination
2: and yeah well they gave uh, Vinterberg a. Uh, he's not gonna win at all i was surprised he was actually in the Best Director. Nominations for Thomas Vinterberg, which is great. I'm happy for him, but I think it's just bullshit. It's just kind of thrown in there. It seems like they they wanted to give another round, some type of, hey, we got to commend him for something. So let's throw the, you know, he's been around. Vinterberg has a long history of doing some really good stuff. So maybe this is one of those like, hey, he's been around a while. Let's throw him in for a nom. That's how I feel about
1: it. And he's probably going to win Best International Film. Yay! I haven't seen many of the other ones, so I, maybe I shouldn't say that. But. Um, <gasps> I, 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 I was very happy to see Soul <laughs> yeah, nominated. It you know, it I, yeah, because, go ahead, yeah. say, it, say because because that's yeah. the best movie of the year, still, in my opinion. I've not seen a better movie from twenty twenty, in my opinion,
2: than Octopus so. Teacher.
1: No, then Soul. Well, Fuck oh, yeah, man! I thought you were gonna go Did? Octopus
2: Teacher, so he got nominated for Doc Best Doc. Yeah, no, I was happy yeah. to see that too.
1: Yeah. I was both, you know, it was a weird year, In that the best movies, in my opinion, was a was a documentary and a and a um, an animated feature. Wow. Genius, genius, genius,
3: genius. <laughs> well,
2: you know, sometimes, sometimes uh, I feel like the documentaries are always great. When they get nominated, it lets me know, hell, I missed something because I love docs, so I'll suck them up all day. I need to see several of these. Yeah, and... Time
1: looks really good, also.
2: Time uh, Crip Camp. Is that now? See, with a title like that, I'm thinking yeah. two things, and I'm yeah. thinking gang related. Like the Crips? No, it's not that. No. Oh, okay. All right. It's crippled. Okay. Now I understand. <laughs> is crippled a bad word? Is it? <laughs> I would it probably is? stay away from that. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. This is <gasps> not your
1: episode. You want to start over? No, really, yeah. 10 minutes in. Well, no.
2: Nope. No, there was a great movie, though. <laughs> no. Crippled Masters was a legendary Cripp- film growing crippled up. Crippled Masters, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: that, that's from like 1969 or something. Yeah. Right? It's very old.
2: It is very old. No yes,
1: changed, so. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know Bill Cosby Bill O'Reilly is yeah, is yeah. disabled Mike come on get it right um, uh, <laughs> I was you know I was really happy also to see uh the, the uh, Atticus Ross and um and, uh, Trent Reznor nominated twice you know for Mank and for uh Soul I think those were both the best scores of the year too I mean Mank scores Fucking unreal! Like it's just uh, like so it's 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 almost distractingly good. It's yeah. I mean, it's, to me, it was the best part of the movie. Maybe I don't know. The, the cinematography is pretty great too. The direction, of <laughs> sound. Great. Yeah, the, I'd like to see my movie Greyhound get nominated for
2: best sound. So I'm very yeah. excited about that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's um, get into the weeds on this.
2: Hey, got, oh, <laughs> original screenplays. Those are always interesting. Like original screenplays, and I actually I'm kind of disappointed by this year's, which kind of goes back to your point about the disappointment overall. I think I'm like, eh.
1: Mm. Borat's agree. an adapted screenplay how is from fucking what it's improv how, half of it, how right? is it a screenplay yeah I didn't get that like what huh I mean maybe an outline but that's not a, a screenplay they need to come out and know. explain themselves like what is going on with this nomination what is going on with the fucking two supporting actor nominations from, from Judas and the Black uh, Messiah which I heard, I heard an explanation that was oh it's an ensemble film Every movie's an ensemble film then. You know? Yeah, there's more like than one you. actor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. Well, you
0: know, uh, rounding out some of the female actors, I I, I actually really liked Amanda Seyfried and Mank. Uh, I think she maybe even deserves a statue on this one. I just thought the chemistry with her and Gary Oldman was just magic. Frances McDormand, so I think, is awesome. a shoe-in. Uh, That's and, her Amanda mean, Seyfried tribute. I, I, I dig her. But Chadwick Boseman, I mean... I, I think he's. You got to give it up for uh, this. Has to be one where I'm totally okay with a you know a, a career achievement type of Oscar. Uh, yeah, he gave Moly his
3: life. And,
2: you know, he gave his life for it. Why not? Well, I don't know
0: if he sacrificed his life to win the award, but uh, well, he this, died you know,
2: and he didn't want to yeah, die. He, he died yeah, against yeah, his will. Yeah. Is my point. Uh, but uh, but, but that, there's like, so someone... much.
1: Didn't do it so that he could like do the movie though. The two things were <laughs> no, no, he didn't. No, well, that's, the that's contract true. of stipulated. Uh,
2: but you know, death I is the ultimate sacrifice. So. Yeah, you would. I, wouldn't I wouldn't sign, sign it either, right. but I if, think it's uh, safe to say he's going to win. Right. Um, yeah, of course he's going to win.
1: Right. It's it's a given, but that's that's okay. I was happy to see farewell. Uh, Maria Bakalova, you know, for a, a comedy uh, to be Blue nominated man, like, man, like man, you know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, take your time, Travis. <laughs> Baklova i'm good
2: i made my point i guess what was the point i don't even know what the point was
1: i was uh maria bakalova she's nominated for uh the borat subsequent movie film and uh, that's a comedy nice to see i mean i just like to see comedies getting some uh you know academy attention you don't you don't like that you don't see that a lot Yeah, you don't see what him What would be the
2: face that, I, I haven't said anything. I, you're like, you're already
1: canceled. If you can't to see him, of- imagine someone wipes shit across your face, and that was the <laughs> face that he was making. Imagine if this it. guy
2: peeled back his bandages, and looked, yeah, that's what it would look like. You can see
1: uh, Peyton Westlake behind him. Peyton <laughs> Westlake.
0: Are you guys Terrible. happy that we never ended up seeing the uh, most popular picture Oscar like they uh, flirted with a couple years ago? That was yeah, supposed very, to happen this year.
1: Very glad they did away with that.
0: So, what do you think would have won this year if there was a Best Popular Oscar? I mean, fuck, no one's even been to the goddamn movie theater. Yeah,
1: it would have been the worst possible year for it to be. Yeah, uh, what, what was popular? Uh, I think Wonder Woman eighty four made the most money, which is a real shame because it was a abysmal. Turd. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, let's just move, let's just move forward to better
1: days. Yeah. This is whole bummer, yeah.
2: you know. Hopefully, this will be the last bogus Oscars, and we'll have some good times in twenty twenty two.
1: Look, if it's any comfort, there's been bogus Oscars before. I mean, like I said, there's, there's some years are exciting, no, some years are fucking like... Eh.
2: 2012. 2012 when The Artist won. It won Best Director, won Best Picture. No one yeah, ever like, talks about The Artist, ever. Right.
1: I thought about maybe he nominated it on the show just for that I very reason. Look, I would have yeah. watched it. I, I, I would have watched it. Yeah, yeah, i might bring it back on. But look
2: at these... Look at Okay, look at these noms from that year. The 2012 Oscars. The Artist for Best Picture. Descendants. The Alexander Payne film with George Clooney. Extremely yeah. Loud, Incredibly Close. Who cares? The Help, The Help is controversial, uh, but it is popular like it, at times.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hugo, which was the more oh thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was not Midnight
2: good. in Paris. Midnight in Paris
1: with Woody Allen. I like that. Was yeah, I don't know. If but that was also the year of, of Place Beyond the Pines. The, and, just, um, no, no, no. Tree of Life and Tree of Life. <laughs> well, Tree of
2: Life was nominated. Sorry, yeah.
1: So. No, I'm, I'm th- saying, but it came out that year and wasn't nominated. Should have been place right we're the talking about 2012 right place beyond the pine was the- so
2: the 2012 that's is for the 2011 movies right oh oh oh! i thought you were that's talking right. about- oh yeah I, yeah sorry. that's why it's a technicality so yeah it would place beyond the pines you got me
1: on a technicality
2: i don't want to get you i just want to tell you the tree of life <laughs> wasn't bottom tree of life was nominated for best picture that year it didn't win and war horse which who cares remember, that? War horse. remember when war everyone horse. cared
1: about war horse yes. oh, it was like, oh fucking this movie with this horse Right. I mean, like, it was pretty good, but like no one. But like, at the time, was, like this is the movie. This is the fucking movie. <laughs>
2: and then one hey. more. Uh, Moneyball was the other one best nom that year. So which yeah, so that has was a weak year. It
1: was okay. you're right.
2: So uh, my point was to validate your point. You're right. Yeah. They can't all be
0: Crash and The Blind Side. <laughs> yeah, hey, Eric.
2: We're always gonna have Crash. Marco's <laughs> Pizza. Green Whitmore Bo- Lake Apartment. You really have to do that one day. That would be a lot
0: of fun. It's fucking tear it apart.
2: <laughs> me and Eric Branstrom, alone in the Whitmore Lake apartment, I each had our own Marco's pizza, and yep. we watched Is Crash it, together. And we both—it's a little
0: awkward because we never really hung out just the two of us. But like, <laughs> we enjoyed the pizza and laughing at how dumb the movie was.
2: No, <laughs> I, I was emotionally moved. I was. No, so. I don't think it's mostly moved. I, I'm, I mean, I, it look, got me. The Matt Dillon scene got me because the music was good, and I fell for it.
1: Let's let—I appreciate your honesty. Let's let's come out and say publicly the first time most of us saw Crash we were emotionally moved. Second time we saw a crash, we thought, why were we emotionally moved? <laughs> but, well said. But well said. the first yes. time, yeah.
2: Yeah, they'll get you. They can get you sometimes. All right. So there it is. Let's <laughs> some of the Oscar dimes, Uh Anything else? I think we covered the basics. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll talk about, about another
0: one when we bring down our quarantine picks that I viewed. But uh, hey,
1: Oh, okay. Otherwise,
2: yeah, I'm sure, I mean, we know Travis will be watching for sure. Uh, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be Oscars. Oscars.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, I'll be I'll, I'll watching them. I don't oh, have. yeah, Mike! News, come so on, dude.
2: I don't have it. You're right. I mean, it's a Sunday night. when is it? March? What well, do not even know the date? Yeah, what the uh, fuck are you holy... going to be doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you going to? Is a good question. Is that
1: right? 25th. Oh, it's
2: April. April twenty fifth. Yeah, Jesus. We got kind oh, of to,
1: to catch these films. Yeah. They just not. Yeah, yeah I can still get so.
2: my butthole checked and everything before that happens. Sure. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> Yay! All right. Let's Oscar talk. Who does
1: Make the everyone clapping sound. There we go. Everyone's happy. Right. Right. You know, uh, quarantine picks? I'm getting there. I'm getting there.
2: This is the Cinnamon Eye podcast. I want to remind people of that. Tribe oh. so.
1: has oh. spoken. Yeah, sure they forgot. Cinnamon
2: Eye pod dot com. Send us an email if you want. We we don't want to break our streak, but if you choose of your own free will to send us an email, that'd be cool. But more, less sarcastically, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts would be great. We've had some. Uh, we had someone do one recently, and they were really nice. So I wanted to say thank you to the person who did that because, you know... We wanna we wanna motivate people. We wanna inspire them and say, hey, thank you for being a part of the crew because we do this to talk movies, and movies are they're kind of community-based, are they not?
1: Absolutely, dude.
2: Yay! See, that makes me happy. Travis agrees with me. I thought I was an idiot, but you know, I could be wrong. Anyways, uh thank you for those of you that rated the movie for movie. Rated us five stars. I want to say thank you to Blazing Six Shooter. Blazing Six Shooter. A fun group of guys cover a wide array of different films. I love the varying opinions and insights they have on some of my favorite movies. Easy recommend, exclamation
0: point. So thank you. Thank you, Blazing Six Shooter. God bless you, Blazing Six Shooter.
2: All right, so Travis, yes, quarantine view of picks. Take it
1: away. Oh man, I've watched so many movies this week, and, and some okay. good ones. Let me let me uh, let me get started here. I want to I want to start by mentioning a couple of notable duds. One being the Magnificent Seven from 2016. Uh, the other being Cherry, the new Tom Holland. Yeah, movie yeah. Here. I hear it sucks. Really good because I've seen nothing but raving reviews for this, and I cannot really? fathom why. Like, I don't want to insult anybody that liked this movie, but like. I'm just puzzled as fuck that anyone likes it. It is just a it's 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 white dead presidents. It's just white dead presidents updated. That's really? it. Really? It's fucking oh. only only done really, really slow. I mean, it's like just the way I mean like literally, like there's like so many slow like slow motion shots. It's an unbelievable. It's it's so slow. So it's, it's the Russo brothers directing and writing? I yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I was ready to love this movie, but like literally when there's like 20 minutes movie this left of this movie left, I'm yelling at my screen, this fucking sucks. I'm yelling this to my tv it's fucking sucks wow fuck. i'm pissed wow. and like, like, the, uh... I'm like i got like 20 minutes left so i'm like fuck it i'm gonna finish wow. this stupid shit and then you're i was mad as hell because the 20 last 20 minutes are the dumbest of the whole fucking movie we're gonna you get usually... out your face
0: and point out your faults <laughs> you,
1: you usually go easy on movies a lot more than i do so this must really fucking blow i you know my, maybe my expectations were too high uh yeah. and then on on the other hand like you know People told me for years growing up, don't bother watching Harlem Nights. It's not funny. Yes. Like, stupid me, I fucking listened, uh, uh, you know, and I, so I finally watched it. And of course, it's fucking amazing. It's fantastic. It was really, really good. I mean, what? it's a lot. I mean, I mean, not amazing and fantastic. It was, <laughs> it was good. It was good. It's a good movie. It's just not that funny. Like, it's if not you go funny. in, yeah, if you want a comedy, then you're going to be disappointed. And if you're expecting, like, you know, prior in murphy you're probably going to expect a comedy but like the comedies a lot of it is kind of secondary to what's happening some of it's absolutely funny you got red you know you get red fox and stuff and you're going to get some some pretty funny some funny moments but like it's it's also a movie about like you know, this Harlem at that time. And, and like gangsters at that time. And it's just kind of like a, it's kind of trying to be a serious movie. So if you, I mean, again, it's not great, but if you like Eddie Murphy and you like Richard Pryor, you should probably put this one under your belt. Um, I watched St. Francis from 2019, which I'm really glad that like, you know, so many like strongly female movies are coming out. This movie's raw. This movie's really, really raw. Like, I mean, it deals with some, some like, woman issues in ways that just i've never seen in film and um and i was really moved by it so i'm, I'm going to strongly recommend saint francis um eric have you seen home again with uh your girl renee uh or uh, uh what's her name renee what, what's her name witherspoon reese witherspoon reese witherspoon my yes. brain went away reese did you watch that home again of course, of course so. i've been
0: purposely avoiding any reese
1: witherspoon films <laughs> uh it was okay it was all right i mean like if you i know you like i like i know you like her and it's kind of an unconventional movie which she seems to be kind of doing in her la- you know the last 10 years or so she seems to be, you know we what we talked about the how do i know and that what's called
2: uh yes how do you how do you know how do you what,
1: know? Do you, what a fucking forgettable title but uh yeah. just like home again very forgettable titles but unconventional movies that are still kind of like light at the same time so that was pretty good okay uh, and to kind of wrap this up, uh, I watched a couple. I watched some of the goriest movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, but I'm, but before I get to that, I watched Old Boy from two thousand three, and you know this is a movie I should you know eighteen years ago I should have watched it you know it just couldn't live up to the hype of 18 years of people telling me this is an amazing fucking movie and, and it was good but you know it to, to me if it it, it it was a great premise that got more and more absurd as, as it went on I, I could see where you know i could see its influence i could see like there's stuff happening in the movie i'm like oh yeah i've seen that in other movies since and that kind of stuff uh and so i i was happy to get it under my belt but uh What really impressed me was the reason I watched it is because I watched I Saw the Devil from 2010 starring the same guy, the guy that plays Old Boy. And this movie, again, a little bit preposterous. I'm not sure how, like, Korean police procedural work goes, and I'm guessing, like, it would not do anything (laughs) like this. But, oh, this movie. This movie was so, like, again, so fucking gory. And even, like, gross with, like, shit. There's, like, a shit scene that's kind of rough. But, like, there's a point that comes in this movie where I was, like howling like a monkey like at my screen like screaming like "Ah! oh my god this is fucking happening like i'm like screaming at the tv like oh yeah but i couldn't look away either like because sometimes violence in film can be like a really intense kind of like emotional thing if it's if it's built up right i guess i don't know this movie had me freaking out in some in like a fun way so i definitely would recommend i saw the devil um the last one i'm going to recommend which was again was very violent and stuck with me, in a less fun way was uh, Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor uh, from last year, which is on Hulu right now. It stars the woman that played Mandy, which, which hey, that's cool. Wow, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. It's, it, if you like Cronenberg features, it's interesting that this guy would be like, "Yep, I'm just going to c- continue doing what my father did and really well." But uh, yeah, dessert, it's worthy of applause. It's a it's an uh, applause worthy movie. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no, a that <nap>. a freaking net. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so really, really violent. There's some stuff in that movie. In that movie, that like sat with me for fucking days. But uh, it was it's, it was good. But I saw The Devil, number one recommendation of the week. Did you see uh, Park Chan Wook's uh, Sympathy for Mister Vengeance? Uh, no, no, I'll have to check it out. You might
0: like that. Yeah, if you liked um, I saw The Devil, I checked that out. A fucking awesome movie. So you saw I saw Play The bet. Devil. Yeah, yeah, I was awesome. I saw it back in the day. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Cool.
2: That's beautiful. Well, congratulations. All right, Travis Roy with another quality set of top-notch picks.
0: Genius, genius, genius. Oh, oh my God.
2: He rarely lets us down, Travis. He's always got good picks. All right, Eric Bransham, see if you can top that. I don't know if you can. But it's not really a competition, though. It's just more of a, you know, we're trying to share movies and learn oh, from each other.
0: Is that what this is? I thought this yeah. was a food podcast because I had some chocolate chip cookies the other day. You have I, a guacamole um, uh, recipe. <laughs> the Stallone retrospective fizzled out to a grinding halt when I tried to watch uh, the Expendables. From, oh like, man! Yeah, I, Never I, I I I was Compliment. all pumped up at, after Cobra. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm back in Stallone. This guy, uh, he deserves more respect. Expendables is so horrible. Like, I uh, incredible cast, but it's just so piss poorly made. Like Stallone, he's completely out to lunch, and it's the first time I can remember remember him like acting like he can like tell he's in a movie and like ever since this movie, he's been kind of doing that. Just, just phoning it in just fucking terrible, horrible film. Um, he doesn't you know,
2: want, he doesn't want to change dude. That's what he, that's what he does now.
3: Yeah. And you want me to change? Fuck you. That's
2: Sylvester Stallone checking in live. Did Thank you. you set Sylvester.
0: up your own audio bite, Mike. Um, oh, no, you did it for me. You did all the work. Okay, that's true. I took another look at edge of tomorrow, which is such a fucking awesome underrated movie from Doug Lyman um yeah it 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 doesn't get enough credit i think we definitely could take a look at it one day i think it it gets enough credit everyone loves it you think so
2: everyone i talk to like regardless even if they're not sci-fi people or whatever people praise it in all the places i've been so far good will say that
0: good yeah it's just a fun science action thriller Comes out, like, after, like, Oblivion, which is, like, another sci-fi movie about aliens with Tom Cruise, and more of the world, so a lot of people missed it, but uh, uh, check it out, absolutely. Uh, So, I checked in with season three of this show that's on, uh, I think usually it's on, like, TNT or something, now they're all on Netflix. Uh, The (laughs) Sinner, with Bill Pullman? Heard of it. Really cool show, really cool show, Bill Pullman- you know, it's been a while since I've seen him. He's fucking amazing in this role. It's this, like, aging detective. Every season is, like, its own case. So you get to follow, like, this detective along, like, until he solves this case for the whole season. Then the next this season. Bill Pullman? New murder. Yeah, yeah. Bill Pullman's fucking awesome <laughs> in it. What's okay. so funny? I don't I don't know. <laughs> Give me one bad Bill perf- Pullman performance right now, Mike. Justify that giggle.
2: Uh, while you were sleeping. I don't know. Uh, That's a great movie. What are you talking he's about? He's
0: great in that. What are you talking about, Mike? He wears right, denim hi. so well in that film. You're right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I terrible. recommend this program. Matt Bomer is like the suspect. Uh, it's like I like, it's a him. Really I like cool. Matt Bomer. Yeah, it's a, You would like it, Travis. I want you to check out episode one. Uh, see if it I'm with not. You. I'm going
1: to tell you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> only, only because I don't really like anthology season stuff. Like I, I like. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just. I kind of don't really watch TV hardly at all anymore. And if I am going <gasps> to watch something, I want something that's going to be consistent. Shocking. Shocking! I that watch movies constantly. constantly. I just, just not really. I'm just, yeah, cool. I'm just don't really. I don't know. It just sounds. There we go. It yeah, sounds too all shocking. over the place for me. What's what's happening with these fucking drops? I was yeah, trying to be go.
2: shocked, and I had it on the wrong bank. So th- I was shocked when I heard you say that you don't really watch anthology television.
0: Not much. <laughs> Controversial gas from the crowd. I took a look yeah. at <laughs> Steven Spielberg's first film that I've never seen before, The Sugarland Express. You ever seen it? Oh, I thought Duel was his I've heard
1: first of it. film. I, I, it was
0: his first uh, TV film. This is his first like theatrical feature. Yeah, that was, like, was good. and I, Yeah, Duel was fucking amazing. But it was like an hour, and then he had to go back and reshoot and make it a, a feature film. Sherlock the Land Express is okay, mostly because of the performance by Goldie Hawn. I never understood why why this uh, woman is a popular actress i i don't get it i i do you guys like what? goldie hon
1: yes i love goldie Hawn. how dare you i well, think uh, that she must be uh i mean she, she like her daughter she seems like she's probably a glowing person to be around like yes. she seems so yes. like she a like a fusive personality that just bleeds right through the screen and it's just the same thing over and over again and not a lot of talent
2: there Jeez,
1: come on. I'll go on I like laughing.
2: Her. She was great on laughing. She was she's funny. Right. And Bird on a wire? Come on. I, uh, know, I love Bird Protocol, on a wire. I've never uh, seen that. Private wire. Benjamin. Oh, I've never seen that either. Oh, there's all these <laughs> 80s. The movie uh, Wildcats with Wesley Snipes I, and Rudy I, Harrelson, where she's the head coach of a football team. It's great. Christmas you got to go back and check Chronicles
0: that out. Two? <laughs> I think that's in the Christmas Chronicles too. are the only ones I've seen her in What about the, bang, right
2: the, the Banger Sisters? Susan Sarandon you know.
0: and Hunt?
1: Do We haven't said Overboard. I mean, Overboard, no, man. I, Overboard. Overboard, of course. Of course, that's, they tried to redo best, it a couple years that's ago. The best, yeah, I didn't bother. But uh, Overboard, I mean, I fucking, I love Overboard.
2: Yeah, that's a, see, I think. Okay, I'll maybe give her one more has, shot. One note. Maybe she she might be a little one-no, but there some of those 80s performances she actually kind of really tried. So I would say maybe
0: check some of them. <laughs> the film itself is 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 okay, but the direction, even from like a 23-year-old Spielberg, is just it's fucking amazing. I don't think there's any director that quite that that stages like a scene quite like Spielberg. His camera movements and everything, even that young were just. Genius, so I was. I was. Death see becomes it. her. Death becomes her is great. I yeah. That I, a
1: Spielberg I, I, feature. No, no Beckett, <laughs> but Yeah, I'm not
0: sold yet, oh Mike.
1: Robert Zemeckis. That's right.
0: <laughs> Lastly, friends, I wanted to talk about um promising young woman. I did take a look. I pulled the trigger for the twenty dollars rental. <laughs> to... I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, twenty wait. dollars? That's, that's awful. I did. I decided to pull the trigger. I mean, I, I saw the nominations come in. I love Carrie Mulligan, and uh, I gotta tell you, I really, really like this movie, and I didn't like the trailer at all. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, I know exactly where this is gonna go. She kills the guys. That, uh, she's pissed off. At. It it zags instead of zigs. It's really unpredictable. The script is fresh. Uh, like The first, like, 20 minutes, I was like, mm, what is this, like, Jawbreaker? I was getting, like, a 90s, like, drop dead gorgeous jawbreaker deal. And I'm like, how, how is this winning all these awards? This is like every movie in the '90s. but then it just starts getting more and more involving and dark and unpredictable. It's like this candy coated taxi driver goes off in a way. I never, I didn't expect. So I really think it uh, deserves all the acclaim.
1: Thank God it's that getting the acclaim and not. I care a lot. Oh, I uh, fucking hated that
0: movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Apparently
2: this movie well, has a lot. There's a big to do about this film. So I is that I- right? Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it, but there's big to do. They're comparing it to how the Joker was received, and then apparently this movie's not being received as well. I'm talking about Promising Young Woman, of course. This is what there's a. This is online. This is you know the chatter, the people, they they they're out there. I saw a GQ thing saying why is everyone so pissed about Promising Young Woman, but Joker is getting all the credit for some reason. And so I don't know if there's any comparisons between those movies since you've seen them both
0: um they're about people that are mentally disturbed oh okay so, yeah right. so, yeah well, but yeah I, I definitely recommend it now i think it's 5.99 rental so if you get around to it this week maybe check it out
2: all right well yeah so now it's my turn and you said you mentioned uh, i care a lot so i'll lead right off with that so yes i watched i care a lot and i turned off this movie because i was so <laughs> yeah. pissed i was in i was really buying into it and then have you both it goes seen? Goes off it? the rails. Yeah, it goes off the rails. Yeah,
1: for me. yeah. I as soon mean, it as starts the, off, is a, a convincing horror movie, and then like it just goes yeah. in the direction that like yeah, like where you going? you this you you have this great plot, and you just abandon it. Yes, just, yes. I don't get. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. I thought when you were when
2: you originally brought it up, Travis, a couple weeks ago, I thought maybe you you were like, wow, because you said it was a tough watch, but I thought you were originally referring to how intensely painful it could have been. To be under the guise of this woman but now i think i uh, you were saying like it was a tough watch because it goes to hell
0: <laughs> well I, <love laughs> I this like that first oh. half hour i thought was fucking terrific and then it just completely runs out of steam the narrative switches
1: on you and it just gets boring and and there's and there's no one to root for like there's no, no one no. to read for. it's hard to watch a movie that's that's like it, i meant it in a lot of ways like it, it's mm-hmm. hard because like like it's like literally you th- I'm thinking about the real cases that it's based on. Yeah. And like this is horrifying that I didn't know that this happened. And then I look, you know, I Google it as I'm watching it. I'm like, holy fuck, this is a thing. Um, and then and then it's hard because it's you know, it's, it's- we're supposed to care that she's in danger? Fuck her. Right. Or- like, I want terrible things to happen terrible to this person things, yeah, throughout the whole movie. So as as she keeps, you know, I'm like, This is like you you needed to like like you needed to humanize this person a little bit. All right, well, we don't need to It's been, you know, it's not the fucking I care a lot hour, but never care a lot, (laughs) which also, yeah, all I can do is think of that fucking song every time the movie comes up.
2: I was like, is Faith No More on the soundtrack before I knew what the movie was? Clearly not. But point being.
3: Uh, (laughs) Oh, I can't believe that guy didn't stay
2: on with the band. I don't know why they replaced him with Mike Patton.
1: (laughs) Seriously comparable (laughs) with Patton in terms of really? I'm kidding, I'm kidding (laughs) Uh
2: look, I didn't turn the movie off when, okay, so the moment I jumped out of this movie is when the car goes into the lake that's all Uh, I'll say, and that that's the only thing I'll say, I was like, that's it
1: there's still another Um, hour but, yeah, it it should have ended there (laughs) yes,
2: what what happened after that is where I got pissed. I'm like, oh, come on. Come on. this Is not a, is this a superhero movie now? What the fuck is going on? So then I just started fast-forwarding it. I didn't give a shit anymore. You know I saying? was totally you into it. Movie? Didn't fast-forward anything. And I was like, wow, this is taut. It's a taut movie. Like I was trying to find out slowly but surely what's going on with Dinklage's character. And I was actually into it. And then yeah. it ruined it for me. And then I just... They actually cop out with the ending, too. The ending's a cop-out. They should have ended it without that final thing that happens, That in my opinion. Because that nice. would have been more... True to what happens, in, in my opinion. So. I'm glad Anyways. it was on
1: Netflix and I didn't have to pay for it. Yes, yep. thank the sweet well,
2: Lord. Well, someone's said a, Netflix subscription I have, thank you. Yeah, I really exactly. appreciate it. So all right, so I got that off the books. That's done, which makes me feel better about my life. And uh, what else? So I watched a movie called The New World. I never saw The New World. And I remember
1: this got ripped off oh, a lot. Uh, this, Terrence this, Malick's Colin uh, yeah, Mal- Malick. Farrell. Christopher uh, so Plummer, who is a lot of, of, of a lot of liberties and on that one. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't. I, I, I
2: loved it. I actually thought they did a good job of like yeah. they take liberties, but like the, the setting and like really putting you in that time, they, yeah. that part they do a good job of. But once you know, like, what really happened? What they're doing there? Then it could kind of ruin yeah. it for you.
0: Pocahontas was fucking yeah, eleven. Yeah. She, I'm like, I'm to say that. she was like eleven. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she was not. She wasn't doing. And no. the whole saving John Smith yeah, thing. He told didn't. that same story <laughs> yeah. about a Turkish princess like ten years before he told the other story about Pocahontas. It's a bunch of fucking nonsense. One of my, it one is of my least of favorite. Yeah, so that's why I can't watch that movie because it's one of those things. Where I'm just like, I, I fucking hate that whole misreading of history as it is. Uh, no thanks.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. But I remember like people hated it, so I never saw it. So I wanted to get it off the books. I actually didn't finish it. I turned it off All about right, like, it. like when Bale comes into the forward? movie. Well, I did. no, I, this you know, Malik wants to set a tone. I feel like I'd be betraying Terrence Malik if I fast forward his film because he really is so deliberate about quietness and just kind of letting things kind of be there. So. I know that's weird. But at any rate, I, I turned it off once Bale comes into the picture. I'm, I forgot he was in the credits. It was like two hours plus And then, oh, shit, Christian Bale's in this movie, finally. So whatever. It's not great. And if you get pissed about historical bullshit, then you need to get more pissed. All right. I watched Coming to America. Coming to America. Coming to two.
0: America. Okay. Coming to America. And you know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Did, did you like when they actually came to America for like five minutes?
2: I did. I was excited. I was like, oh, they're in America again. And then they went back I liked that it was in Zamun no more. I th- I wanted I wouldn't yep. have a problem with that so much. I just
1: I, No, I don't mind that either.
2: I didn't think they did a terrible job. I was expecting it to be real shit and I thought it was okay. So I would I would borderline recommend it. I would. If you've seen the first one,
0: if you've never seen it, who cares? Okay. I was thinking back at it, Mike. Did did uh any Murphy's character seriously is he such a big asshole that he made that woman bark like a dog and jump on her leg for thirty fucking years without telling her that uh he I don't think
1: have to he do knew that anymore. I don't think he knew that she was still doing it, right?
2: Well, she literally doing it right in front of him, still. So No, oh, that's I, monstrous. It yeah, that's I think Eric's point. I thought the same thing, Eric. I'm like, why don't you just tell her to stop, dude? It's been thirty years, she's right in front of you. What the Prince fuck? Prince keep is a monster. Yeah, they just—they just, She was willing to just bark. She wanted to be in the second one so badly. It was the original actress, I believe. Yeah, it was. Like, all right, I'll just keep barking. It's cool. Just get me in here. I don't know. Who knows how that came to play? It's stupid. <laughs> Never should have been in there. Dumb. The movie's dumb, but it's so-so. All uh, right. I saw... Uh, so I Married an Ex-Murderer. Which I
3: have <laughs> seen. Right. I
2: haven't right. seen it in a long time. It used to be on HBO all the time in the 90s. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Mike Myers. He doesn't like Mike Myers himself to death in that one. It's like a no. just the right dose. It's it's
0: pretty good. I think it still holds I, up in my opinion. I really I like Nancy me. Travis. Whatever happened to her?
2: Yeah, she was... Uh, I've seen that one movie, uh, Blood Diamond? She showed up in Blood Diamond, I think it was. Um, well, the last time I she, saw her. She's
1: been on um, that um, the Kandinsky Method. Or is that what, uh, the, oh, uh, the Kaminsky uh, Method? Kaminsky yeah, the one with Arkin
2: yeah. and Douglas. Yeah, she's been on that. Oh, oh.
1: okay. I, never, I knew you recommended that,
2: didn't you, Travis?
1: It's okay. a good show.
2: Yeah, I should watch that. I would think I okay. would like that. Okay, she's still alive. Good to know. Nancy Travis. She, was she actually related to Randy Travis, the country singer, or were they brother and sister? No. I don't
1: think so. Like
0: if anybody knows, very you very know,
1: email the show, send me a nine she's British, now. he is not. I'm going to guess they're not related. Oh, wait. Someone's British? One of those Travises is British? Nancy Travis is British.
2: No oh, shit. Gosh, she's doing wow. a great job of covering Isn't up that she?
1: accent. That I mean, could be wrong. No, I got to no. find no, out. I could just be thinking of the movie uh, three <laughs> men and a baby, and I just oh. internalized that. Like, oh, she's got a British accent. Clearly, Nancy Travis is British. I'm looking at up. She's, she's, thinking, from, uh, Queens. That. Uh, she's that from Queens. Is that Queens? Queens or New York. York?
0: No, no, it's not. It's not Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Congrats dear that. Lord. Reverse
2: it. All right. then I watched The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. What
0: did you think? I got you The know. Gambler. You didn't like it? it, it...
1: Why did you like it? I liked the story. I thought the performances were great. I liked it. I thought it was a nice, subdued little, yeah. yeah, semi-thriller.
2: I think it has some of the. It's slightly the problem with I care a lot. Like I, I just don't know if I really want to like get on board with this guy. That was a slight problem. I think that would be my only beef. But it's it's well done. It's actually quite like a philosophical thinking person's movie in a sense. There's a lot going on there. So. John Goodman. I wish there was more John Goodman in that movie. I really loved his character in that.
1: Brie yeah. Larson, a little underused. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, me- I remember thinking when that movie came out, like this is going to be a big deal. Like people are going to yeah. really like this movie, and no one talked about it. No one thought okay. anything about it. I'm like, oh shit. All right, it goes wrong on that one.
2: Yeah, I think it went <laughs> over like mainstream society's head, but I. Society. It's my rec. I will recommend it. I I have some issues with it, but that's my recommendation for the week. So there you go. Check out okay. the Gambler. It's only six, seven years old. It's 2014. All right, there it is. Those are our quarantine viewing picks. Well, we
1: did it. Let me say one last thing because I started Zack Snyder's Justice uh, League. Oh, you Justice did. I'm, I'm I'm a half hour in, which means I only have four more hours to go. But I'll be able to report on that next week because I'm sure. Shit, so, I might have to.
2: Uh, yeah, Just I jump really night. Yeah, I really. You know, I'm I'm pro Zack Snyder, and I like the. I, I I didn't hate the Justice League movie, but I very much wanted to see what the original cut looked like. So I got to get on that stat. Good call. Good call. That reminds me also, I watched WandaVision, which is not a movie. Technically, it's a TV show.
1: And, uh, you know. You you weren't happy with it, ultimately? Did you fast forward through it? (laughs) (laughs) That's a yes. That Uh, much laughter and pause, that's a yes. The only
2: time I fast forwarded, I think it was like the early episodes. Where I was like, nothing's oh happened. I, I
1: fast forwarded and
2: I lost nothing. I was still up to date on everything. That was You'll like episode one or two. But after, once it well, got first, going,
1: like you said, Travis. Yeah, uh, the first episodes are, are not great, to be honest. But I think, it, I think it really picks up after that. It does. But really like it even picks book. up, it even
2: picks up so much like we were saying in the text thread at the last episode. Like, why can't? why does these Disney shows have to have these filler episodes? Like, why can't every episode be amazing? Like a,
1: cause they could do that. There's so many fun things you could do. I didn't it's not think like there there's not that, enough time. I didn't feel like there was that much filler in this. I felt like there was some mystery unwinding and that kind of stuff. I didn't feel like there was a ton of filler personally.
2: All right. Well that, that would be, you know, episode seven or eight where they, she wants to, Agatha wants to unleash the secrets of her past. Like, I guess if you want to see that stuff, which we currently already know about, but it was never fully fleshed out, that would oh, be cool. Oh, Yeah, I like that I like then.
1: that. We, we we got I mean it was I mean like I feel like this is we're not gonna get much more of Scarlet of, of Scarlet Witch's like, you know, backstory and that kind of stuff to to really get that fully developed and and in her childhood and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was cool. Okay, right.
2: And by the way, I love white vision. It was so cool to see white vision. That's like oh, yeah. my favorite vision. All right. Spoilers. Cinnamon Eye Podcast at I'm Cinnamon IPod. It's time to get to the main event. Does it hold up? Of course, it is Darkman 1990 film. This was brought to us by Eric Branstrom of all people. So, Eric, why don't you lead it off? Take us back in time. Tell us about your first Darkman experience.
3: Oh, God,
0: I love
3: you, darling. Oh, it's good to be back.
0: Oh, Julie Hastings. I'm going to win for you the biggest, fuzziest, pinkest animal doll in that rack. Yes. And then I got to run sir you always
3: have to run why does it always have to be so dramatic
0: i have my hospital sessions, jules i'm not 100 cured yet but they soon will be
3: where is this place exactly Pete, hey, i want to be involved somehow can i at least take you back there
0: no no please julie i don't want you to see me there i don't want you to think of me as an invalid or or some kind of a uh
3: the pink elephant please
0: i'm sorry buddy it don't count unless you're behind the line well i was behind the line not hard <laughs> i was standing right here with my girlfriend now the pink elephant if you please no way
3: Rocket! It doesn't matter, Pete. It matters. I won a pink elephant for my girlfriend. Why don't you just uh, get lost,
2: pal?
0: Elephant. Quickly. Didn't you hear me? Weirdo. <laughs> well, Gentlemen, as you know, I was a freaking frequent visitor to the Meyer Video Store in beautiful Brighton, Michigan, and uh, I always talk about the stack of movies I get from back in the day. It was The Crow, Last Action Hero, and you guessed it, friends, Dark Man. Me and my older brother Marty would watch this every night. We would just watch it and watch it and watch it, and uh, I, I, I just, I haven't seen it in so long, so I was really interested to see if it held up because I just remember it being this fucking really weird kind of superhero movie and i haven't seen anything like it since since well since maybe deadpool came along but we're talking 25 years so uh <laughs> I, I wanted to see if it was still yeah i mean a fucking dark like r-rated horror comedy superhero film come on there's nothing like this
2: uh, i mean is sin city count i don't know is that not same, or is that just comic yeah, i would say that's similar i mean it's that's i think it's comparable what? Okay, well, I'll leave that as it lies. Uh, Travis, do you remember the first time you saw Dark Man?
1: Pretty, pretty well. I mean, I didn't see it in theaters, but um, like Robocop, this was one that like uh, my mom's ex boyfriend who recorded movies for us. We were like begging him to record for us, and so we had it pretty early on. And mm-hmm. uh, me and my brother it watched. Me and my brother watched. Uh, we watched the fuck out of it. You know, we we loved it. Uh, we thought it was so great. Uh, you know, Sam Raimi. I have feelings. Of, like about Sam Raimi now that, that, you know, I don't know how I feel about him as a director in some ways now. Like I wasn't thrilled when I learned that he was had taken over for Scott Derrickson for the second um, Doctor Strange movie, for instance.
0: But Aww. as as a
1: kid, like other than Steven Spielberg, Rainey was the first director I was aware of. Like, uh, you know, as far as like a name, who I, like I, I know this person's work. I follow him because I you know I watched both you know, like my because because my older brother, you know, I, all of the Evil Dead movies, including Army of Darkness, and then this, and so like you know once I really like, kind of put it to it, I'm like oh, these are all the same guy. They all look similar and shit. You know, huh. by the time you know, yeah. So early on. Uh, this was Sam Raimi was a was a big influence on me. So I hadn't watched Dark Man in many years, although I watched a lot as a kid. Again, like way too young. but uh, <laughs> And then I watched it maybe three or four months ago and had nice things to say about it on the show. And I'm glad to get a chance to get uh, deeper involved and have a bigger conversation about it.
2: I have given a name to my pain. You know, I think... Yes, that's the first. That was also because you said the first name director. You that's interesting. I'm going to take that to heart, Travis. Sam Raimi played a big role in Travis's life. Yeah, I and he, you know, he was from Michigan. He is from Michigan, right? Isn't that yeah, true? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Right. All right. So the whole bit with the Evil Dead and all this stuff has a Michigan background. I got to tell you. I never saw Man, so I don't have a story to go back on. This was my first viewing, and wow. I've got a lot of things to say about that, which I will just extrapolate as we go along with the show. So let's just move ahead to the breakdown. Anybody care to guess what this is on IMDb? Anybody got an idea? Ballpark figure on the rating?
0: 6'9"? 6'9"? God damn it. I'm going to assume it gets the respect it deserves, but uh probably is in the mid-sixes. 6'4", six,
3: 6'5"? Six, that is bullshit!
0: That is very good. It's
2: definitely six point four, not bullshit at all. Well uh, done, nice uh, work. You're pretty good at uh, that, I gotta say. Uh, You're pretty good at that, Eric.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I would never do that.
2: That's <laughs> if you betray the integrity of the show, then uh, I don't know if we. Time. Yeah, there's no 51st the episode. I was <laughs> 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 just gonna say that. Yeah, this could be it. Uh, Darkman on Rotten Tomatoes, 84 percent critics digging it. Very, very popular, especially since it came out right after Batman. But uh, yeah. Audience 59%. That is not fresh. That's a dumped over bucket of popcorn <laughs> on the floor, but it's not a green splat. So I, I don't know. The green splat
1: is like someone threw an unripe tomato, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Is that like so. a bucket of snot or something? Because like, <laughs> I mean, popcorn has nothing to do with tomatoes.
2: <laughs> You're right. It's. Uh, uh, we are probably analyzed that more than it's ever been analyzed. I would that say that is the
1: show <laughs> we tend to analyze.
2: <laughs> uh, critically, like, uh, unnecessary, absolutely not necessary. Uh, critically, Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader says, Raimi's flair for jazzy visual effects and extravagant action sequences, combined with direction that's full of punch and energy, makes this the best pop roller coaster ride around." Wow.
0: <laughs> around,
2: yeah, I mean. That's that's high praise. Uh not seeing Destin, I guess uh, Destin had other things to do in 1990 or even after 1990, but uh Peter Travers said "Ramy's live action comic book aims to deliver scares spiked with laughs. That it does, period.
0: So. Yeah, uh even with this material, Sam Sam Raimi can't can't uh help himself. He's such like a, a like he loves Looney Tunes and in every single Sam Raimi movie, he'll just have this Instance or two of just the most silly, ridiculous, like cartoonish, cartoon-ish type thing going on.
1: Cartoon-y. when Ted Raimi comes out of the um, the sewer, yeah, just uh, straight just Looney the, Tunes, bopping around, like Bugs Bunny coming out of like um, a little yeah. Noise. There's some really <laughs> cartoony moments
2: here. <laughs> uh, let me give you a splat review, just so we can keep it real. Uh, Dennis Schwartz of Dennis Schwartz Movie Reviews, who doesn't know Dennis? A wild ride in dumb, escapist, sci-fi, hokum. I
1: don't, I don't know. What does hokum mean? Hokum, hokum like, means bullshit. Hokie? Yeah, trash? He bullshit. Okay. Yeah, no, it oh, means like, like literally bullshit.
2: Literal bullshit. Okay. Karen James, New York Times, says, Dark Man sustains mild interest throughout, but it never takes off, partly because a real estate scam, gangland shootouts, city corruption, <laughs> and a love story clutter up the sad story of Westlake's strange mutation. So,
0: I think that's Dude. a pretty good... Commentary it's 1990, sir. man. Your main villain has to be obsessed with creating and controlling a big new city.
1: There has to be a, a helicopter shootout. There has to be, you know, there has to be the obligatory two ganglands groups like coming <laughs> together and shooting it out in a warehouse. Oh, um, oh,
2: yeah. oh, okay. So let's, can we go there, please? Because, of course, for first time viewer, a first time viewer, this opening of this movie is so Bonkers. fucking dumb. It's so Bonkers. hilarious. Bonkers. I was laughing. I was straight up
1: laughing. Wait, are you saying it's a bad idea to put cars into wooden crates and have them drive around indoors <laughs> yeah. afterwards? No. Is Not that a bad idea? A laugh. If you're having a
2: laugh, then have a laugh. But the, the best Did part would be to be the, the guy, guy with
1: nunchucks. <laughs> the best part is that they, they would not actually be able to break through the wooden crate, so they'd just be stuck in there, like accelerating, like pushing against <laughs> the wood. <laughs> yes, there's no.
3: You're right. What
2: a, that's very poignant. You're oh, right. right. There's no way they could work up the acceleration to get out of those things. <laughs> Jeez. But you're right. So the comedy hijinks comes right at the beginning because they yeah they all dump Especially their weapons
1: a out a of a dicks.
2: Yeah, right. And it's like, why would you?
0: What? The, the, what? <laughs> why? Okay. Why does why does the movie open with this? I mean, That's it's got I'm nothing wondering. to do with Peyton Westlake. None of the plot. It's just it's like something about that, gang war. Like it's, it's like it's something that the they movie. filmed and they
1: didn't know where to put it. Where, where, where do we exactly? But I guess yeah. it's like a good prologue. That that it really didn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it let you know who <laughs> no. Durant and his crew was. Let, but actually, before we get too deep into things, I have—I have—if you guys will indulge me—I have a little game for you. I'd like to play, and it's called Guess That Movie. And I'm oh. going to tell you a bunch of plot points, and I want you to wait until I'm done, and then guess which movie I'm talking about. All right? All right. It's set in Detroit. There's a quasi superhero, and he gets involved with some sort of real estate villainy. And there's yeah, yeah, like yeah, a, a bad guy who's kind of less dangerous than the employee who, who he who, who he worked you know who works for him and he sends this employee and a group of like unique thugs each with their own little personalities out to fight the guy and then he gets basically murdered separating him from his love resurrected with a new set of powers or abilities proceeds to extract vengeance by killing these people one by one kills the main henchman and it's kind of anticlimactic and downhill after that when he finally kills the real estate broker guy who plunges to his death. Which movie am I talking about? There it is. Well, I'll say you know, the crow. Mike, you can say the other one. <laughs>
2: yeah. When, when I the when crow, I,
1: RoboCop, or Darkman? Yeah. It is
0: when they killed
2: when they killed him in the death yeah. scene. I immediately was thinking RoboCop did it way yeah. more. I'm like, this you're not you're not putting any fear into me here, guys. You got to be more vulgar. I've seen RoboCop. I've seen Peter Weller be murdered. I've seen Murphy be murdered. You got to step up the gore oh, in this
1: really? one. This, he was literally in front of a bomb that blew up in his face. Right. How does it get and much more just, murdered than that? I yeah, mean, but, yeah, yeah. apparently it's right. three superpowers. Before I agree. Up. I, I agree. Apparently the
2: concussive force of that blast didn't destroy every particle of his being.
1: They took my hands. They took my hands. They took my hands. Well, oh, Mike, I agree
0: this, <laughs> this is a rated R movie and that's one of my biggest faults. I love this movie, but one of the biggest faults is it doesn't really uh, push the gas pedal down to the, the, the floor with its R rating. They could have done so much more up the end, especially a filmmaker like Sam Raimi, who's got buckets of blood usually flying all over the place. This is PG-13. It really is. Yes, yeah, PG-13.
2: That was my big beef, too. I am like, all right, well, this is going to be Dark Man, It's rated R. I was like, okay, this, I should be in for something. I had a slight expectation of what it could be, and it wasn't really that. And you knew the love story thing. I'm like, oh, God. I, I was already... <laughs> from the moment I started watching the movie, I started playing out the plot points, kind of like Travis just did very well with the whole movie. Like, okay, there's got to be someone he loves, and they'll go home and have fun, and you'll, you'll set up the love, hey. and then he's going to have that love taken away, and blah, 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 which is... You know, Welcome. this is formulaic of the time, right? That's how these movies work, I guess, in a sense.
0: But, but it's fun.
2: It's not that fun, though. That's the thing. Like, I, <gasps> you know, I, as I, so if we look at this, Liam Neeson is, he's adequate. He's not bad. He's just, he's he's a good presence. He's got a good face and size, and he, he does a good job when he's in the makeup and the, all the extra shit that's on him. I do, I was like, wow, that looks pretty cool. Like, with the teeth and, like, the face being all kind of broken apart. But like the, Let, I'm not the gonna get pissed the about the effects.
1: I want. Let's won't. do the rest of the show where we talk like he would talk, because he doesn't have any lips. <laughs> <laughs> so for the rest of the podcast, let's talk like Dark Knight would actually talk. Yeah, actually, like, I got a foot of gauze between my.
0: Teeth. <laughs> yeah, Frances
2: McDormand is in this movie, and she's it's like wow. She's a really good actress and she's in this movie. But this was yeah, earlier she's times. Right. She's still earning her way. Yeah, she's so.
1: she's good friends with the Rameys. I mean, um yeah. isn't she Oh you know, she's uh, Joel's wife. wife. She's Joel Co- yeah, she's Joel well, Cohen's Joel wife. Cole's and they're and the Cohen's and the Rameys are like old friends. So Well you know Ed? Sure. I did not know that. Okay. She's not your Hold
0: typical look. damsel in distress here. I mean, I thought there was a nice sweetness to her, nice Yeah, but everybody
2: else in this movie is like People that are not this, this. is a low budget in terms of what they paid the actors because there's no other. All the bad guys. I don't even recognize most of those faces. I know Larry Drake. Mm-hmm. You know. I know Benny. Yes, of course. <laughs> <but> like, Ted
1: <laughs> Ted Raimi, the least convincing he, convincing henchman in film history. That that scorpion tattoo on his like no fucking way. This little <laughs> no. toady no. is gonna go out and get that tattooed no. on him. No fucking way. <laughs> no way. No. no why not? Don't oh, no, buy well. it. <laughs> He's so soft and squishy looking. But what about the uh, peg leg machine gun? Wasn't that cool? Hey, apparently, if you have a peg leg machine gun, you could kill fifty people who have guns aimed on you at once. And they have the high ground.
2: Yes, I guess that doesn't <laughs> matter
3: either.
0: And you can survive that opening scene, but never return for the rest of the movie with that with your gimmick. I mean, like
1: he he breaks it out once more when uh, when very unnecessarily when uh when they go to westlake's place they got yeah. the, the dude's hopping on his peg leg and the other he's guy's already holding, hopping he's and the guy from ahead. wayne's world is holding uh the other leg Yes, guy. Up,
2: i was definitely gonna bring that up the That's guy it. in wayne's world is a Damn. badass murderer and then he yeah. plays the goofy camera guy in wayne's world after that wow <laughs> yeah. what range very it impressed
1: is. Oscar but, really. you
2: know, okay so did you guys have any familiarity with the source material either one of you
1: there is no source so, material no this is the original screenplay it was this no. was this was he couldn't get the rights to Batman or anything else that he wanted to do, do, so he literally just developed his own superhero and, and went with it. Oh, That's nice why shit. I give a
0: ton of credit because oh, it, okay. he delivered. He's compelling as fuck. Character super interesting. Carries the whole film.
2: Oh, well, I'm reading these reviews and it seems like they're referencing comic book lore. So that's my fault. No, yeah.
0: no, I wanted to do the shadow and Batman, but I couldn't get the rights. So it's, fuck it, I'll write my own. Uh, I,
1: yeah, it's comic booky. He is a superhero. I mean, it's a superhero movie. They, they got Danny Elfman to do to do the music for a fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, right? Okay. So
2: there you go, yeah. So as soon as Danny Elfman's a part of this movie in the intro, you already get the Batman feel, and you can't remove it. And then the fact that he basically lives and acts as chemicals, that, again, is another one where you're like, ah, oh, okay, this guy lives there already, which is also the same place yeah, that yes. looks like the, the hideout where the guys hang out in RoboCop. All three yeah. of those places look the same.
0: Yeah. But I, I love the production design. It kind of reminds me of uh, Quasimodo and the Bell Tower of Notre Dame, both the character and the, the design of the lab, so I
1: dig it. I like the convenience of a bomb that leaves... My person intact and all of my uh delicate scientific equipment intact. Yes! Everything Jesus I right need now. is intact. All the monitors so were pretty great. I couldn't best, let that go. Best, best explosion go. that could possibly happen to a person. And he then Dr. exposition comes yeah. along and explains that, you know, and this is a real condition too, by the way. Like it does not give you superpower, but there are people that um you know that cannot feel pain. They have to do things like set alarms so they shift. Because if they sit on their foot for too long, yeah. you know, like That's cross right. legged too long, they're going to do damage to themselves. But um, are so, they in like,
2: circular wheels like that, too? No, I don't think so. <laughs> for examination that. only. That's why they can but, laugh at him.
1: But I couldn't let it go when he sets up his new Round layer. and round he goes. Nobody knows. <laughs>
2: When he sets up his new layer and he has all this shit all of a sudden, I'm like, where is he getting all this stuff? He's no longer a scientist with a relevant billing order. Like, he can't order this shit anymore. How is he getting all this stuff? I kept <laughs> thinking about that. I, I know it's too <laughs> anal. It's
0: too yeah, anal, no, but, you but you know, I couldn't let like, go. The,
1: the thing I kept asking myself is, why does this brilliant scientist not think to manufacture two masks and put one in a bag and then go to the <laughs> bathroom after an hour and a half? There you go. Oh boy! <laughs> like, why does that occur to you, dude? Why have oh, you got 90 ninety-nine minutes. minutes on this thing? Why are you sitting on a bun- on a bus bench at ninety-eight minutes in, waiting for a bus? Like, yeah, he's <laughs> always—he
2: knows how much time he has. It's been set up in the beginning of the movie. Ninety-nine minutes, sir. Damn it! We know it. It's burning our brains. Oh, but he's always man. pushing it to the very last second
1: his, with his, no backup. This poor ventilated assistant, who conveniently knows karate because he's Japanese. Oh so of yes, he knows karate. Karate. yes. That—that
2: yeah, that was so that. blatantly yeah. awful. Yeah. It was so blatantly awful too yes you're right so there's a
1: <laughs> oh no eric it's okay but i forgot about that
2: shit that's bad that was blatantly bad was no bad. doubt about it but i do know i do know this they're like the movie is so typical and routine that like I, I just don't buy i didn't buy into it a lot like i don't have no beef with how the setup is because this is how these movies are i know it's 31 years old i get that but i don't know i, I don't it, this goes back to something we've covered so many times both of you guys have said it i've said it no nostalgic connection in this movie, so I'm, like, seeing it for the first
0: time. <laughs> well, just like you said.
2: Movies. Yeah, just like you said, Eric, when you watched, uh, shit, what was it? The one we just Go, did, uh, Joe Jert, Dirt. Joe so, yeah. yeah. I, I had
0: nothing connected, nothing.
2: And I, well, I didn't starts, sit in yep. misery with this at all. I'm just saying it just looked different to me.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, for me, it's, it's not really that typical routine. I mean, he's kind of, I don't know if I'd call him a superhero. He's kind of like a super anti-hero, but... You, you put, like, Quasimodo, like I said, maybe Eric from The Fan of the Opera, and uh even maybe Joseph Merrick in, in a blender, and you got this really kick-ass, interesting character. And it absolutely harkens back to universal horror, which I'm just obsessed with, and I love that feeling uh, from the get-go.
2: Yeah, that world didn't work out, dude. They failed that one. That's how much people loved it. They could set up all these movies for universal horror genre and universe, and then... <laughs> Failed. Not not
0: not like the Dark Man universe, but I'm talking about old school 1930s. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about too. Movie.
2: Invisible Man, the yeah, Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, that didn't go very well. It's,
1: it's really convenient of people to leave clothes in dumpsters so that people like Eric Draven and and Peyton <laughs> oh, oh, Westlake can we go, and, and go dumpster diving in the rain oh. and, and get clothes that they never replace again. My favorite part is when he's Durant at the end, and then he takes off Durant's coat, and he has the shitty, like, tattered trench coat on underneath Durant's coat. Yeah, what he, oh, the fuck? It, come it's, on. His costume. it's his It's his uniform. It's a superhero. Oh, well, come on, dude.
0: Take it, it easy. He's, he's, he's got that beautiful maroon-collared shirt when he's in the lab.
1: <laughs> That's true. <I> mean, <laughs> he it's, it's helpful when he fights the Wayne's World guy. Yeah, it just seems like all of
2: his techniques are convenient when they're convenient for him, and then they're not. It, it, yeah, it right. does the, seem the like the brain's
1: world guy sees, you know, um, <laughs> sees himself running towards him and yes. attacks himself easily. Yeah. And, then, and, and then and then sees himself walk up again and he's all stunned and he can't stop. <laughs> and, and Wesley can even like make a, a clever quip. You have been a very bad boy. I love that shit, man. The, the lines in this movie are hilarious. Like it, there's no like clever you quip. you be shitting me. These are, the <laughs> kinds of, these are the kinds of one-liners that are in this movie.
0: They make me let me, you're next, Durant. I'm coming for you. Kiss your ass goodbye.
1: It's just, it's just funny.
2: Well, I will give them this. The finger collection is very graphic. I'll give them that. that definitely diabolical.
1: I had never seen a, 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 cigar, a cigar cutter when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, that was the first one I ever saw. So my whole life, if I see one of those, that's it. That's what I think of. I think of yeah, like, that's someone's finger way. going in there.
3: Yeah,
2: they're not that powerful. That was the only thing that bothered me. You cannot <laughs> chop a finger off with a cigar cutter. You would need a tremendous amount of pressure to make that bone get cut off. Just
1: imagine, like, like, Durant be like, oh, oh, man, no. hang on, I got this. Hey, on, I got
2: this. <laughs> <laughs> really give me, give me five
1: minute. minutes.
0: Give me five minutes.
2: How do we get those cars through those cardboard uh, big ass plagues? We need that kind of accelerated power. You
0: know? <laughs> Where's that asshole with the nunchuck? Physics out the window man. in this movie. That's
2: fine. You find that, man. I'll tell you this. The end. Gets totally pointless, like you said. It's anti comactic after the big helicopter blowout, like you Which said. Even, who gives a shit by then?
1: Even that blow, like so, so. For one, I don't know if they were planning on making Return of Durant the sequel with Jeff. Fagey, Clearly, uh, at that <laughs> point, because it was another six years before they got around to doing that. But um, yeah, to have your basically your main villain, the 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 threatening villain, the one that you're actually scared of. Like you don't even really see him die. I mean, you see the explosion, of course, and like you can infer that like he's blown up, he's gone. But it's a pretty anticlimactic ending for 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 Robert G. (sighs) The ranch, Uh, and then you and then like you know that like it's gonna be like he's going to fight this other guy but this other guy is like he's a fucking corporate guy like you're not he's a like suit. You, you you know he's no match for for dark man so like it's just kind of no like,
2: but he's got him on his playing field cuz he grew the, up on his
1: and you know my favorite part is when like all physics are defied somehow her body like crosses through those bars those beams and then like her, I zoned out during that part. I didn't even know what was
2: happening anymore. I'm like, what's? are they flying around on beams and falling off or not? I was very confused.
1: So, I mean,
0: I I thought a lot about The Fugitive while watching this last night. And it does. The Fugitive kind of does something similar. And if you set up your character's plight and, like, his revenge in in a way, you can have, like, the main henchman die, like, early on, like, uh, Sykes the one our man, and then have, be still interested when Dr. Kimball has to go after Charles Nich- Nichols, who's the mastermind of the whole operation, if you do it right, and if the, the characters are written strong enough where you give a shit that he takes it all the way to the top. Here, I do get a little
1: bit. Hey, the reality is that with this, The Crow and Robocop, all of them kind of are a little they go, a, once that that main henchman dies, it's it's like okay, we can we can go ahead and wrap right. it up now. Swe- sweeping <laughs> up the room after the party. Right.
2: Yeah, that's true. We're talking Darkman here on the Cinema I Podcast. Yep. Does it hold up or not? We're getting close to that point. Uh, what else do we need to talk about with this film? I mean... Take the fucking the, elephant! You gotta
1: bring it up.
2: <laughs> that was so... Okay, that was one of the funniest parts of the movie. When this, like, uh, rage engagement scenery <laughs> that goes scre- through like his brain... and
1: screaming at once. It's is the gummy hand fingers just <laughs> twisted over. They're all, like, staring at it. Yeah. Yeah, Stretch your arms yeah.
2: Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's all boom, boom, boom with their faces up close. a freak,
1: ladies and gentlemen, a freak! <laughs> A yeah, freak. I tell you a freak. <laughs> it gets, why is he going to be such you a dick mean. about the
2: elephant, though? Why is he being such a dick about the elephant? Come on. Well, he's toy. We get lost. Like, like, yeah, hitting, why don't you get lost?
0: I, I think they do a good job because Payne's emotions are affected by the,
1: the tragedy. And like when his face gets all red and he splits, it's really showing you what's going on inside yeah. because his emotions are all fucked up. And in case you can't tell what's going on inside, Sam Raimi very delicately and subtly shows there you synapses glowing and bright blue and exactly. turning what's... red very subtly, you know, w- w- in the way that he does where like you know, have like the, the background fracturing and all this stuff. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know, Sam Raimi, like like watching this movie, I, 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 for like the millionth time while watching the Sam Raimi movie, I'm thinking, who, where the fuck is the person that reigns you in, dude? Like, who? Why not? Like, I'm like, I'm not saying that I have a problem with everything he does, but it's like, it's like whatever. Like, every director has their own like like flourishes. We talked about like Wes Anderson's kind of like camera movements and Spielberg's camera movements. So you can kind of like start to recognize some of this. Yeah. stuff. and then Sam Raimi's are so like. I think the mark of a great director is that you like you usually kind of lose yourself in the film. And Sam Raimi reminds you often that you're watching a movie. Yes. And I think that's
2: like Gus Van Zandt. Yeah. You know, you're watching. Yeah, he doesn't do things like that. Yeah, I see what you're yeah,
1: saying. I, I, th- I, I think that he's I think that he just um, I mean, Spider-Man, I like I, I, I like scene, so many way. of his I like so many of his movies. But I, but like it's the over embellishments. So I'm like, oh, man, why couldn't yeah. you? Just, why couldn't you just brought it um, back a little bit, dude? I, I, I can appreciate that comment,
0: but for me, that's why I love him. I mean, getting the POV of the nails shooting out of the nail
1: gun. Like, yeah, that's I cool. think to do that. That's one of the coolest parts of the movie. Actually.
2: There's some cool shots. There, there's some cool. I, I, there was one scene with him, and he's dark man. He's like looking out with his eye through the, the bandages. It looks pretty cool. Yes.
0: I wrote that down. In fact, uh, like Bill Pope's cinematography, who also worked with uh, the Wachowskis with Bound in the Matrix, it's fucking off. That shot when down. Uh, Peyton's laying in the alley and all the rain's just drenching down on him. It's fucking gorgeous.
2: Yeah, that's pretty well done. I I don't know why that motivates him, though, to go to the new layer. I didn't really make the connection on that part, but whatever. At that point, I was just like, okay, this guy's pissed. He's I, I feel for him. You know, He's a nice guy. His <laughs> yeah, assistant got killed, and the, this memo, this fucking memo gets too much play, too. I don't know why this missing memo is the ultimate link. The Belisarius
1: memorandum.
0: And it just so happens
2: that his girlfriend of all people, yeah, it's
1: come on. I don't don't know why it bothers me, but it does. I I got two people. How about of all people, someone who's developing uh, new skin the new Delta City? Right. No, no, no. A a scientist whose job is researching skin and like new faces and that kind of stuff. How convenient that you lose your but you know that's whatever it is. and his labs like in
2: this shitty building above like in this well, detroit rat. obviously you know yeah it, rat it, part it, of town that is this guy's on cutting edge things that have never been done in the history of mankind and then it, boom
1: ramey's depiction of detroit is either the renaissance center the renaissance center or just like alleys and, and abandoned <laughs> warehouses there's nothing in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah but uh, again again if i may that's why it reminds me and gives me that love I have for the old Universal Pictures where it was just a fucking set on the universal lot, not much there in terms of production design, so it's just all atmosphere. You can get to them with the characters a little more. Yeah. I was really no. worried
1: about the stunt man. That was hanging from the helicopter scene, like because like it goes on for a while, and like he's like they're like flying around the city, and like like, like and I'm like I'm like is it a dummy? I hope that's a dummy because this movie just did not yeah. need to like put this man's life at risk for this. And then he starts waving, go away, go away, I'm like fuck. <laughs> they put a real yeah. Were those person- real explosions too, or were those
2: green screen explosions? <laughs> I couldn't tell half the time between the green that's screen good. and then the helicopter oh, going well, back and right. forth. So it was it was so so. I know it's an older movie, so I'm not gonna give it a lot of shit. But it seems like the budget ran a little dry for certain things, and then they're like, Well, we just gotta do our best with what we got left here. Okay.
0: And the, the the stunts are awesome. Like like when Darkman like when all this stuff's happening to Darkman and like he's flying around the helicopter's getting tossed around, he's not like like in the zone and like in control, control. He's like, Aah! Oh shit <laughs> ah! like he's fucking <laughs> yes, those, right. man. He's he's
2: He's, he should be. He's not in touch with his emotions. All he has is He's his emotions. They're constantly. out of control. So. Yeah. Uh, Derek Fern said, uh, Derek Fern, former guest on the show, I absolutely loved Darkman Dark Man when I was a wee lad.
1: And so did I. I mean, I absolutely loved it. And I really enjoyed myself when I watched it a few months ago. And um, And I think like some movies, like, you know, I don't know that I should come at it as hard as i do i i did not take nearly the notes that i usually do like like with joe dirt i kind of set it down like okay this is just not the kind of movie that demands that kind of intense scrutiny but um yeah i don't know man like i mean i'll tell you what i'll tell you my favorite part of the movie since i've been mostly bashing it The, the the scene where um the I don't know, fat Telly Savalas gets thrown out of the window <laughs> and lands on the car and like the 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 lady like screams and turns around and sees the other yeah. like that's that's awesome. Really like that's cool. that's really cool. Um you know I really like that moment despite the fact that he's lost track of time. That was well done. Uh, yeah that that was cool. There there is a lot of stuff in here that was that is really cool. And there's a lot of stuff in here that was really cool in nineteen ninety when I was 10.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the guy from The Naked Gun. I recognize that guy instantly. I love that guy. He's just a, always, he's always a goon. That guy will always be a goon. He, I, I don't know. I could but look up the rest of the IMDb. I don't have to. I know he's a goon in every Play movie. Perfect goon.
1: Constant uh, eating goon in this one. Yes. A classic seen.
2: goonage. Well, uh, should we get to the final verdict here? Anything else? Is, or is there anything else pressing from this film that we did not cover? Uh, what about, let me ask this one thing before we get to that. What about the emotional buy in of like his pain? Does it really get to anybody
0: here? Cause I just, yes, yes, man, dude, every time it still got me last night, I tear it up when his hand just all of a sudden starts on fire and he goes from kind of being in the zone back to his old life to realizing slowly that he's, uh, he's not even barely a man anymore. I think
1: that's fucking powerful as hell still. Um, I think that Liam Neeson is a great actor, like he's a great actor and yeah. uh, I'm glad that he got this role. Cause I think this helped his career, obviously, and it gave him, I mean, I keep on joking about his mournful sobs and wailing and stuff, but he does get a chance, but he does get a chance to like um uh, to to you know to really display some anguish and that kind of stuff. And it could, you know, it could be really cheesy. I, I never saw the sequels. I bet Jeff a. he doesn't do it as well. Um, I think that you know it he is a good actor and he does the best he possibly could with this material.
2: Guess who he wanted to play the lead?
1: Michael <laughs> Keys. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh, I knew <do> that, yeah. <laughs> Instead he's the last That's... face that he puts on at the end of the at the end of the movie. Yeah, where did he get that oh. face? Like who is that fucking guy? It's just some dude. It's my it's Bruce Campbell. The the very last face that he puts on, he, he, he disappears into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. But, like, where, oh. where, where, where did Peyton get like the like the program to
0: make that face? I,
1: don't know. I mean, he probably took a picture of some dude they just didn't show it. Well, come on eric spend suspend your disbelief why are you being so picky about this movie <laughs> That's true. Point. there was
2: apparently there was a lot of if you read the imdb trivia uh script writing issues so this yeah. kind of yeah. shows in that film in this film to me a little bit like I, not not knowing where to place things like you said travis with yeah. the opening segment and things like that so maybe I have a
1: question for you guys yeah, if, yeah. You, if you were to disappear and be presumed dead for months and you were you you knew that you could reveal yourself back to your loved ones at any <laughs> time and place. Would you choose your own gravesite? <laughs> Do you want to oh, give man. a fucking heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go up in the graveyard
0: point. and spend the next three hours convincing her you're not a ghost. Hey, good at least lie. it was
2: daytime. It wasn't nighttime. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he didn't have three hours. He had 90 minutes. 99. Yes, that Julie, photosynthesis. That photo The photon. Goddamn photon. I like I like when he like he like sees her like conveniently she's like walking out of the, you know like when he first stumbles out and he sees her he runs up and he's like <laughs> and she, she like on, goes you know? in the opposite direction like Ugh. and rather, rather than trailing after and being like it's Peyton he's just like oh fuck I'll, I'll see you later I'm gonna go lay down in rainwater for a while and oh, come on
2: now. <laughs> oh doctor oh, well let's uh, let's call it it. Let's time a death on this movie, One thirteen fifty two 52 seconds. Eric Brancher, why don't you lead it off? You chose the film, so.
0: The best part about this movie for me is the fact that it is indeed an original story. You don't always have to rely on existing source material. Try something new, for God's sakes. Writer director Sam Raimi gives us. Uh, uh, An interesting, fresh story that pays a lot of homage to uh, the old universal horror. But we also have like an interesting kind of a new take on the the Shelley's The Creature character, as well as a couple other things I mentioned. Uh, The pace is fantastic. It clips along. It's never boring. There's this beautiful pathos to the character. It's a blissful 95 minutes, which makes it super rewatchable. And there's so much energy. The camera floats around like a fucking beach ball, hardly ever stops. It's it's harmless, fun entertainment, and super unique. Holds up completely.
1: fantastic Travis how about you I mean I wonder if if we if I had not watched this a few months ago how I'd feel now watching it you know um because I was pretty geeked about it a few months ago when I wasn't watching it as critically yeah but but watching it you know last night or the yeah last night I I, you know it just it just felt like kind of a constant it felt it didn't feel like it, like this is what his third movie, and it didn't feel like it. You know what I mean? Like like it felt like a it felt like a someone who was given a studio budget who had for the first time and didn't know quite what what to do with it, and really struggled and got like oh thank God we got Danny Elfman doesn't matter that the score doesn't match what's going on screen half the time. And it's just like way overwrought. And like, you know, like there's like this huge orchestral explosions while like he waits for a clock to finish, you know, like, uh, like a timer to go, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there's, there's just like the stuff. There's just, as I watched the movie, I, 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 this, the parade of flaws that were not aware to me that I was not aware of when I watched it at my last viewing, because the last viewing was like, Oh, nostalgia. And this time I was like, is this a good movie? Does this hold up? <laughs> no, it does not. Not for me. Oh.
2: Oh, well. God damn it. We know Eric is very sensitive to these matters, but hey. <laughs> Eric, it's, not,
3: it's not personal. <laughs> my movie. <laughs> yeah, my movie. He hits my movie. Julie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll do it with my uh, yeah, I talk like this for the never saw this before. One <laughs> thing I learned from this show is that not everybody can succeed in movie-making. All right, so in the end, uh, Sam the Raimi... You know, you just mentioned... It. I looked over Sam Raimi's overall profile. His name is known, and people... I think generally your typical person will be like, oh, yeah, he's a you know, he's a real fella. He's known for some good stuff. <laughs> he's a real
3: fella.
2: Yeah, he exists. I look at the overall profile. I'm like, eh, the quick and the dead. Eh, I know. There's a lot, of, a lot of... So-so in this movie... Maybe I was just in a cynical mood. I don't know, but it doesn't. I think the end, I think the simple answer here is what you did at the beginning of this analysis, Travis, with the reviewing of the other movies that are done so much better. If movies similar to this type of film are done much better and they have a part of me in them, like I've committed some of my life to those movies. I love Robocop and Batman. Those movies were incredible to me growing up. So they're already burned in my brain. It also is an exercise in. And this is something I've learned, you know, it's our 50th episode, so I've really thought Happy about this. Episode. Happy 50th, everyone. Yes, cheer. Here, 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 here. And <laughs> I said good day, sir.
3: That was
2: funny. The face Come you the my... noise. <laughs> that was great. That was good. So, I mean, seriously, the objective <laughs> analysis of a film uh, and the, like, I think I could write, like, a whole paper about this. I've really had this epiphany about our emotional attachments to film yeah. and things that aren't objects, but, like, artwork, yeah. like film, music, yeah. other things that are ethereal. You can see them. You can hear them, You can't necessarily touch them. You could hold a box copy in your hand, sure. But this emotional attachment changes the profile, and it's just so blatantly obvious, and maybe it's always been obvious to everybody else, and... Those who watch movies, like, oh, I love this movie because I love it. That's why I love it. I don't give a shit what anyone says. That's true. But I always thought that, like, I had a keen eye. I was like, oh, I know a good movie when I see it. But clearly, that's it's all just tied up in all of these experiences we have with these films. And this is for me, it's just that this movie doesn't have it. And when I look, watch it critically for the first time as my first viewing, I just thought it was kind of silly and poorly done at times and things didn't make sense. And in the end, I just don't think this movie holds up and it's nothing personal against individual people who are talented in this film. Just the overall thing doesn't hold up. That's the bottom line. Sorry.
1: Yeah, it was pretty amazing in 1990 and like rightly so, but yeah, like, I wish
2: I'd seen it when I was 10 or 11.
1: I really do. Yeah. You probably would feel differently about it, but maybe not that much because I loved this as a kid, but you right. know, eh, that's how it goes. Yeah. My name is buddy. Robert G. Durant.
2: <laughs> the good news, Eric, is that you can still love this movie for the rest of your life, regardless of what we say. That's the good news.
1: So. Just fine. <laughs> All right, there it
2: is. The well, judgment has been rendered on our 50th episode, Dark Man, a 1990 film. Does it hold up or not? You can let us know. Watch the film. Let us know. Cinema 9 Pod. At protonmail.com we would hate to spoil the streak on our 50th episode but you know if you feel like emailing the show please do you can also DM us on Twitter our Facebook page you can engage with us on the Instagram page as well we have a lot of different feeds and plenty of places where you can talk films with us I'm gonna make the selection for next week's show but then we're gonna do what Travis
1: I don't know I don't know what we're gonna do next <laughs> what are you, what, are you, what? Uh, what? I'm going to play <laughs> another game selection. selection oh yeah yeah Yeah, i'm ready you want me to talk about that first yeah so um we we played a game uh last time it was time for listener's choice and we pretended we were using jimmy a friend of the show jimmy Takis's vhs collection <laughs> and we posted those you know movies on facebook and and then through a process of elimination everybody every day gets one choice if you're if you follow us on Facebook you get to you know select a, a movie to not be the one that we choose so you know it's a process of elimination um, so this time we're gonna do that again I'm gonna post the uh, the selection of movies this time the movies have been chosen the VHS collection of this time belongs to friend of the show Chris Deary okay and he, he oh. kindly provided a, a list Excellent. of films for us so Excellent. we will uh, post those very soon. So if you're not already Facebook friends with us, follow us on Facebook so you can uh, be a part of that selection process and also where you know you can catch us live whenever we record on Thursdays. This is great news.
2: That is great news. That's cool. I, I wonder what tra- uh, Deary's movie selection looks like. Yeah, I can't in, wait. You'll see
1: soon. He made some great choices.
2: Actually, no, you
1: will see soon.
2: Yes, that sounds great. Okay, cool. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for contributing to the show as always. You've always been a very loyal part of our Cinema Nine community,
1: and we should throw out again. Like since Mike does not uh, plug his other podcast, that Chris is also. If you want more of Mike, and you think this Chris guy sounds like a good fella, check out the Palazzo podcast. <laughs> if you like baseball things, yes. right? Baseball, space,
2: very oriented with baseball. Yes, yeah. yes. So the
1: Palazzo podcast, a reference to the film Naked Gun. It's Enrique Palazzo. So if you don't know how to spell Palazzo, just Google Naked Gun. Then Google, um, I don't know, umpire. <laughs> oh, no, I got, then, tag like, <laughs> I got a tagline. I got a tagline
2: for that show. Two L's, two Z's. That's all it is. Okay. Two L's, two Z's. Right, Easy. Go. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. You want to take a dinghy? No, no,
0: I took care of that at the press conference.
2: There you go. All right. So for next week's film, though, I have to choose a movie. And uh, I've been pretty good about it in recent times. I've been having a lot of selections that were ready to rock. Uh, this sure is not okay. one of those weeks. Is uh, someone hitting you? <laughs>
1: Eric's no. praying right now. <laughs> praying for no amusement. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Chad
2: says, maybe your email is not working. I emailed you fellas a couple weeks ago. <laughs>
1: it's very possible
2: not a single one of us have checked that email check in it. over three I months. I have
1: no means to check it. I don't even know the password. I don't even know the email address. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking oh, no. idea.
2: You sound like a we're an organized bunch aren't we i i
1: i, I, I murder that instagram account man you guys take care of all of everything else <laughs> yeah
3: true okay that's fine you got the uh, email <laughs> yes
2: yeah, so uh chad i would like to let you know you are correct and we owe you an apology on march 11th which was just this past week joe dirt hey heard you guys were watching joe dirt i think it just des- i described david spade as tolerable do you fellas like that guy would he show up on your list of favorite SNL cast members? You suppose he'd show up on anyone's? Question mark.
1: Chad. Sounds like a leading question, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think you like David Spade, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I like David Spade. I don't know that I would put him on my list of favorite SNL guys. Maybe if it was a long list. Um, but I do like David Spade. I like, I like some of his TV shows, too. I like Rules of Attraction or Rules of Engagement was a TV show that I, I watched all of, Like just because I think he's funny. I can't explain why.
0: Yeah, I'm not putting him on my top 20 uh, cast members of all time, but I did really like him when he did the Hollywood Minute. Uh, that I think is his best thing he ever did on SNL pissed off Eddie Murphy so bad he swore to never return to the show again
1: after the, the insults but
0: other than that you know he did like the and you are receptionist and then like the buh-bye like, <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. actually funnier
1: when he wasn't sardonic you're right Right. right. Like he right.
2: yeah that was redone on the SNL 40th anniversary show so that means it was part of lore he got they got to squeeze that in but it was very very quickly squeezed in on that episode oh, so man.
1: maybe it wasn't that big a deal he yeah, had to throw in like a copy guy like a copy or Joke at yeah. the same time, kind of. Uh, I gotta
2: say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that that was pretty funny. I would put Rob Schneider as a higher cast member ahead, than David Spade, and I don't oh, even love Rob Schneider, but that. Making, uh, copies. making copies it was, was so fun. funny to me. when I was 11 years old in fifth grade, me and Tim Roof are doing making copies over and yeah. over again to each other. It was, it was a lot of fun, so I'll say that. But yes, Chad, nobody's been checking the email. We apologize. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Nobody's been checking the email. We've just been complaining about right, not man. getting any emails. I just not went the through them all.
2: That, that was the that, only that, email we've got recently, so we didn't miss any other emails. Thank you, Chad, for letting us know. I would say David Spade, pff, he's not on my top list at all of SNL classics. It's not even close. Like he's no I Charles Rocket. No, he's...
1: <laughs> no Christopher <laughs> Guest, even though Austin he's only on the show for one year. Charles but, Rocket's yeah. dead? I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, yeah. he died suicide. recently. He did. Oh, shit. Suicide.
1: he shit. Yeah, suicide.
0: Oh, shit. Made, yeah,
1: suicide. No, uh, Bummer note to wrap the show up yeah. on, but... It really is. It really is. But David my Spade friends. is
2: just... He's not even close. Like a top, yeah, (laughs) there you go. A top 20 list. I wouldn't put David Spade in my top 20 SNL characters. Too many great, talented people came through there um, that he would be probably, maybe top 50, maybe. That might even be a maybe. Top
1: 100, easy. Top 1,000 cast members of SNL, probably. Yeah, (laughs) Well, We're talking like,
0: remember we talked Goldie Hawn. David Spade's probably really fun to hang out with, funny, but they just didn't really know what to do with him that much on on the show. So, So, yeah, that's all I can say. You're right.
2: Okay, well, there it is. Thank you for the email, Chad. And that was actually a great prompt. And if we had known that before the show, we could have put some more time into our own list and stuff, that would have been fun. But Maybe we should hey, check the emails in the future. I will make sure that I do that. I assume that somebody caught something somewhere. But we uh, are only human. <laughs> I think that's why people like the show, because they know we have faults and flaws. We're not perfect. So,
1: Research says people like shows that are hosted by humans.
2: True. I have not heard a lot of popular podcasts hosted by bots. Or... I don't know of any
1: podcast hosted by crocodiles or like <laughs> ocelots.
2: <laughs> by the way, why do they do that in Joe Dirt? They go back and forth between saying alligators and crocodiles when they when they go down
1: there. Did you notice that? Like, why I didn't I didn't notice that? It's all alligators. Yeah. There's no crocodiles yeah. down there. Well,
2: they kept doing croc talk and like he's making croc jokes. I'm like, dude, this is alligator farm. <laughs> yeah, not in America, Not, not in India. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Is that, that the, the
1: difference? It, so. Yeah. Well yeah, do, size, that in uh, size. crocodiles have skinnier um, heads. He Cro- you're listening to croc, yeah. talk.
0: croc talk. He, you Talk. Know, he learned that he learned that from my uh,
2: alligator teacher. That's what the it's a documentary that preludes my octopus teacher. Croc All right, talk. so I gotta Yeah, crocodile. Maybe
1: the alligators have the skinnier heads. I don't know. Hey, goes, email well, the show, send them an eye There my is bottom for now. We'll show okay. you in six months. So we're, right, doing, so we're doing Lake Placid next week. <laughs> oh <laughs> yep. dear! Hey, Lord. I'm a fan. I love, love Oliver Platt. I'd do it. Oh, but, are tough. you picking the? Two, are you picking which movie you're going to fast forward through next week? Yeah, right I'm, now? I've oh, been, I'm this, I've been, too much Americana.
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's cut the crap. So the, next week, movie...
1: movie? With romance, fast forward. I don't know this if you is, guys do. Do you guys have family? like a?
2: Do you guys have like a list you keep of
1: like movie ideas you want to do?
2: Yeah, and so I
1: can go through it every week and be like, nope. No, 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 <laughs>
0: not, not that one time. time. They just well, said they
1: hate
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some of these we've done, so I could delete them, but uh there's some that we haven't. So I think for next week's show, we just did Dark Man. It was kind of goofy. Uh it was different. I'd like to switch gears and take a different tone. Let's go to two thousand four. And let's go with uh, you know, these a director, I'm a big fan of, and this movie I don't know if it holds up or not. I want to know. I think we should find out. How find about out. 2000, 2004's Closer, directed by Mike Williams <gasps> based on the play? Oh,
1: shit. Good choice. I love big that change movie of down.
2: direction from Dark Man. So, <laughs> wow,
1: <laughs> that was my main um, point. I just
2: wanted to switch gears significantly
1: so, so. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, that's I think it's a good choice. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I haven't caught it in a long time, but I used to think really highly of it, so it's perfect it's good for the show.
2: That's great. Okay, cool. Wonderful. All right, there it is. So next week, join us for closer. Uh Natalie Portman, Jude Law and the crew. Interesting movie. Based on a play, of course, so it's kind of play like, I think.
0: Mike and It's been a minute know. since I watched I it either. Talk
2: about. It has the famous I mean, the song was like the thing with the blower's daughter. is much more popular maybe than the and the movie. So it, so, it goes, so, it so it is or So there It Is or So Goes yeah, there or whatever it is. It, is. There
1: it is. No, you got it's it. it, get get closer. it but yeah, put the kids it's to good. bed. It's about to get intense. <laughs> yeah. Acoustic depression. <laughs> oh, 2004. What is with 2004 There was
2: 2004? a lot of acoustic like, depression. In yeah. Garden State. I believe that oh, was 2004 yeah. as well. Movies like that. It was a weird year. Yeah. Strange. So And Sunshine and Spotless Mind. I'm telling you, it was a weird time. All right. Thank you so much for watching oh, the show. Thanks for listening. Like
1: we, just, we were like, there was like war going on. People were sad.
2: Yes, war, famine, death, AIDS. Yeah, yeah it's not uh, not easy living out there. We do appreciate you guys being part of the show. Thanks so much. Next week, closer. A lot of highlights
1: forward. this episode. Lots of funny moments. Talking yeah, about for suicide, our 50th episode, I think we. Jokes.
3: Yeah, for our
2: 50th episode, I'm very proud of all of us. And uh, here's the 50 more. Everybody, thank you so much.
3: Bye bye. Bye bye.